0: Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the 3rd party and Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself Shay and joined as always by my co-host Henry. Henry, my man, how you doing today? Going really well, Shay. Big things are happening.
1: Big things are happening.
0: It is a big day. Excited to share some of the stuff going on on the business side in um, maybe a month's time with our audience that has been so incredibly supportive but definitely been a big day staying busy but today we're here to talk about apex we got a ton of news to cover we got like early patch notes we're gonna cover some control stuff olympus map changes maggie a little bit of everything on today's episode essentially leading up to the release of the new season before we do that though we want to make sure you join us on discord to ask questions for the pod chat apex find teammates and receive third-party updates link is in the description If you're interested in
1: supporting us with this incredible podcast in our community, please consider checking out the link in the description to join our Patreon. Ton of benefits over there, behind-the-scenes access, early access to episodes, uh, participation in discussion episodes, tournaments most recently, a ton of fun stuff over there. Appreciate all the support. It's really been growing, honestly, exponentially.
0: Yeah, it really has been crazy. Speaking of tournaments, though, we had our first third-party Invitational last weekend on Friday, and holy heck, it was a ton of fun. A little shout-out to our winners here. Well, coming in first place, we had Vivo. Coming in second place, we had Flamingos. Those two actually tied, though, with total ALGS points, so we had to go look up the ALGS tiebreaker, which was the biggest points in one total match which went to vivo so that's how vivo came out on top Uh, tsm water boys came in third with 43 points Loba hunter 35 apex dojo 35 another tiebreaker that was settled it was crazy we had ties every which direction we had a four-way tie i think for like 12th or something like that Um, yeah that's the top five it was so fun to watch an incredible time Um, we're hoping to do it again but a shout out i Promise I would make was that Team Vivo said Rev was the only reason they won. They Rev Octane, Caustic played I think and pushed everything beyond belief and uh, came out on top. Even with I think in an eighteenth or seventeenth place in the last game with no kills, so pretty crazy. It was a ton of fun. Pretty epic event,
1: definitely a highlight for us in terms of what we've been able to do over the last few years with this community yeah really 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 want to do this again i think that right now we have penciled in to do another invitational as early as march uh just need to get the logistics all figured out but it's definitely a plan
0: It is definitely on this do list and hopefully we'll have a really awesome show again and even more kind of steady stats so we can get results quicker in between matches that's right with that though let's dive into the news First piece of news, we got some EA quarterly results conference that came out literally probably an hour before we started recording this today with some interesting stuff about Apex and EA. Um, It's always really cool to see this, to see how EA stands in the actuality of what people maybe think the game is doing in terms of popularity. So the news we got was that more than 28 million new players joined Apex Legends in the last year. EA also says Apex Legends made close to $1 billion in the past financial year and continues to grow at an extraordinary rate. There was 322 billion pings in Apex in 2021 and Apex Legends monthly active players were up more than 30% in the past quarter compared to the same time last year. Holy heck, those are some crazy numbers. I know people say it's a dead game, but those things kinda of seem to point in the other direction. That this game just keeps on keeping on, no matter what, right now.
1: Yeah, this is a massive dub. To kind of figure out that revenue is on pace is I think a really good thing. But the mm-hmm. biggest number in my eyes here is the fact that the monthly active users or players is up by over thirty mm-hmm. percent for the past mm-hmm. year. That's huge to me because like it's easy to spend ad revenue and get people to download a free game. That's yeah. no problem. Like mm-hmm. easy to do. Apex is great. It's got great advertising, but to be able to say that the player base is grown by a third and consistent players, mm-hmm. that's crazy going into the third year of the game. I cannot believe they've had that amount of growth. Like that's mm-hmm. more than stable growth. That's significant growth yeah. over the last year, which is really really incredible.
0: Yeah, I hope with the growth that they have, it continues on. And uh, with the close to $1 billion, maybe we can get some heirloom discounts here in the in the coming uh, years. Well, who'll see? Who'll know? Who knows? Maybe. maybe. Next recent news, though, there was a early access dev panel that went live with the media. And essentially, we got abridged patch notes on some things. I think we got a lot of the important stuff, and we're going to talk about it today. But we'll do like our deep dive into the numbers and kind of talk about the dev notes about some of the changes that aren't totally in here uh, on next week's show when we get the actual full patch notes. But in the meantime, I think it'll be fun to talk about this, get the basics out there. And we're starting with crypto changes that'll be coming with the next season so by holding tactical now crypto can toss his drone out to gain info without settling down if he decides to fly his drone directly though the ui will now give him more data on his own health team and game status ensuring that you're not sacrificing information while scouting back to that first point though when tossed hack his drone will now fly in the direction thrown ultimately stopping after a set distance and scanning enemies that are caught in its view compared to basically being a slower, less comprehensive bloodhound scan. Additionally, if in range of a wall, object, or ceiling, Crypto can toss hack at it and have his drone latch onto the surface as a stationary webcam. Kind of some cool functions in here. Um, I think it's interesting. In the media piece that was written about this, this was referred to as a crypto buff, not a rework, which was kind of the wording that we had floated around. And this does signal more of a buff than a rework in any way, shape, or form. We have not taken anything away from Crypto's kit. It is just stuff being added on top of it. So, maybe not what we were expecting, but how do you feel about these changes?
1: Uh, you know, it was really hyped up as a rework. And yeah, it was. We were it, it kind was. Of told that this was going to be a really big deal. At the time, you know, it was equated to what was done with Watson, which honestly, at the time and certainly in retrospect, wasn't as incredible as we may have hoped. You know, For a total rework of Watson to make her a lot more viable in all types of Apex, we did not get that. Mm-hmm. Um, this, to me, is honestly underwhelming. I think that you could say this is a buff, but honestly, not knowing anything about cooldowns or um, mm-hmm. scan range, the truth is, this is kind of a quality of life change. It's very difficult for me to say, like, wow, this is going to really move the needle. This mm-hmm. is going to make... Crypto more powerful, probably easier to use, but I can't really get on board with this really being an impactful flagship legend balance change this season.
0: Yeah, I'm really interested to see how it plays out um, and see how that kind of when tossed looks. I do think the whole being able to throw it onto a wall, object, or ceiling is a cool kind of thing in terms of like, there's a lot of times where you want to press left bumper, get your drone out, set it up as essentially a stationary webcam to cover your back. And now you can do that without obviously sacrificing your life at times, which you were doing previously. That's not a lot of situations where that was make or break though, deciding games. So that's not a huge deal. Like you said, it's more of a quality of life thing. I do think the idea of, Hey, I can now throw it out, activate the EMP without ever going into the drone. Could be a nice thing. Obviously, EMPing yourself, something we have talked about on the show and mastering crypto as like, yeah, it's not the best thing to do to yourself, but also because of the effect it has on your teammates versus the enemies, it's still a pretty advantageous thing to do in an isolated combat kind of situation. Um, so it will be interesting. I'm excited to see how the crypto fan base specifically reacts to this. And I am excited to see if we get any little boost in the pick grade at all. And Kind of like we talked about at the beginning of this. Excited to see what the dev notes are behind this one as well. Absolutely. Next change, we got a caustic nerf. Players can now destroy his traps while they are active. Respawn. Noted, though, that they have still found caustic traps to be quite strong in internal play tests. Kind of an interesting note there. Essentially, I think the line of thinking here is, okay, you can now destroy a trap. While they're active, I don't think it's going to be, I would be surprised if it was still like one bullet to the red base. I think it's more going to be like, you're going to have to shoot like on repeat at it potentially. And if that's the case, I like that in terms of like, yeah, that sucks for caustic. Like it's a nerf, but at the same time, we always talk about on the show, something like is when you have to make somebody shoot and empty a mag, that's a pretty advantageous thing to do, even if it is an optional thing for them to do against a caustic right now.
1: I think this is heavy-handed,
0: honestly. Mm-hmm. I,
1: yeah,
0: he's, he's been on the kind of wrong side of things for a while now in terms of the general public. So I
1: think this is pretty tough. I think a lot of players will rejoice for this, but my perspective is caustics pick rates currently below fuse and Gibraltar. You know, he's not a dominant defensive legend in terms of the popularity. Power-wise, in individual situations, I think Kosta can be quite strong. But the fact that in its current state, a NOx gas barrel can be destroyed while it's inflated, while it's in the ground, if you shoot it anywhere. Mm -hmm. That is, in my opinion, a little-known fact that I exploit on a daily basis. I can destroy traps before they land on the ground and inflate. Mm -hmm. Other people should too. The fact that now, once gas trap is inflated you perhaps don't have to shoot at just the base and if you do miss the base and it inflates you can then destroy it easily with a few bullets that really takes away caustic's ability to play at all in open space Mm -hmm. that really puts caustic behind a door only and that's huge that's a big nerf in my eyes I
0: think that's what we'll hear I think we'll hear that like hey we want Caustic and we want it to be a trap essentially like what it is essentially known for we want him to be a defensive legend that has some unique characteristics around him I think totally justified in saying the dude's got a low pick rate who cares like why does it matter and so yeah, it's a tough thing to do. He's one of those weird situations when we look at legend design and it's just like a frustrating legend not only to play against, but like we talked about, a frustrating legend to watch. who's kind of cracking into the LGS right now and getting a lot of complaints. So this is kind of the situation you find yourself in when you are caustic, which truly does, it's too bad. But hopefully, I hope what it does is, even if it like kind of hurts his pick rate, I hope it's just like, Like you kind of mentioned, not a lot of people even know that you can shoot the barrels while they're on the ground. I hope it's just like not even a thing people really care about and it just affects the really high-level people that are frustrated and voicing some disagreement with Caustic right now.
1: It's very possible. It's very possible, and I think that we'll probably see in the dev notes on this that intention. Yeah. Because like we both said, the current like counter to the gas traps is not exploited for the yeah. general player base. Mm-hmm. So this small one that is significant likely will fall through the cracks as well, yeah. but not to the upper level players. Mm-hmm. So it's a very focused nerf. I think it's kind of heavy. I don't I know agree. if it's necessary, but the impact of it will probably not be very significant for most players.
0: Let's talk about what's leading the charge though, this season uh, in terms of what we know, and that's weapon changes. Uh, we got a ton or maybe not a ton, like in terms of just pure volume, but we got a lot of really, really cool ones. Like, I don't think there's anything here that's like, oh, that's just something that doesn't even matter, like w- not even worth talking about it. So, starting with alternator to the ground, volt to the care package, which is really interesting when you start talking about the loot pool balance in terms of adding yeah. another light and taking out another energy weapon. I mean. Now you're starting to get back into that place of like, what are you going to be carrying your energy max for and stuff? Are you going for the Havoc or Devo with a Turbocharger all the time? Does the triple take make up for the fact that there's no Volt anymore? Kind of a tough situation and interested to see the buff behind the Volt and the nerf behind the Alternator as they switch places.
1: Agreed. I, I think that the loss of the Volt is going to really impact a lot of players. I think that the Volt was more popular than the alternator was before it went into the care package 100 percent yep and like you said this impact on the l star and the devotion as fully automatic energy weapons big i think that's definitely Mm going to be felt um i believe we're probably going to see just a one damage increase of the body for the volt Mm -hmm. i would prefer to see a two damage increase honestly um but We normally don't get what we want in terms of what's (laughs) fair to put a weapon in the care package. It's kind of haphazard. But the Alternator coming back, I'm all for. I think that the Volt and the Alternator are really, really close in their ease of use as an SMG, and their pacing. So I'm really excited. I think that it is a pretty fair trade. Um, And I think that the Alternator has definitely been missed in my loadout and a lot of players.
0: Yeah, I mean, the alternator is just, it's a very approachable gun that a lot of people really like. And I already know people are excited. We do know that this does mean no disruptor rounds. They're getting vaulted for the time being. You're going to be sad to see those go?
1: Yeah, sad to see them go. But if you haven't listened to our like Care Package Supply Drop Weapon episode... Definitely check it out because there's some interesting things about the disruptor rounds and how they came back and how it impacts The actual strength of the alternator as it was in the supply drop So check that out and all the other weapons that are currently in there because there's some good things to know
0: Well, here's the next interesting change. Both the flatline and the longbow are being placed into replicators exclusively during season 12 What an interesting change, because we're finally going back to this concept of we're adding a ton of guns. What's going to happen to the loot pool? It looks like here's where we're finally bending with something. What are your first impressions off hearing this news?
1: I think this is the biggest weapon change of the season. I agree. Um, I think this is pretty epic. I think both of these weapons are very powerful. In our eyes, the longbow is more powerful than the triple take mm-hmm. in most situations. And the flatline is honestly probably more powerful than the R301 at closer ranges. So these are kind of like two weapons that are at the top of their class. Yeah, If you allow the longbow to be in the marksman class, as it should, mm-hmm. like these are really, really good weapons. Yeah. In fact, these are favorites available and you can count on them every single match. If you land on a replicator that's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. We believe these weapons will be base, so they won't be mm-hmm. like common or blue or purple. You'll just be able to get the base weapon. Uh, I would guess it's hard to really know for sure based off the prices of the other things in the replicator. Mm-hmm. But I would probably say about fifty crafting material is my guess yeah. to get these. Just base.
0: Yeah. Um, well, you look at the price of like more. the gold mod, like the hop up mm-hmm. guns there base empty guns aren't going to be even close to that realm. So I think yeah. you're right in line saying like that 50-ish range probably.
1: It, it could be less. It could be 40. Mm-hmm. But you start going down to 30. I don't, I think that's too cheap. The bigger impact on this is now loop pool wise. We don't think we're going to see attachments. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a dream that on the days that you have your extended heavy mag and your bruiser this season, that you'd be able to get both of those and a flatline. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't, we don't think there's going to be an expansion of the slots in the replicator. Mm-hmm. I think those two attachment slots have now been replaced by the longbow and the flatline.
0: Yeah. I, I think the only, the only reason... I mean, if they went the other way also, I would not be frustrated. Like, if they put the attachments in with the weapons and they said they wanted to do that. Like it would be great. And I say that because we did used to have weapons in rotation going into Mm -hmm. the care package and nobody cared because there was no (laughs) value in the care package. But now there's batteries. Now or the yeah replicator, my bad. Now there's batteries. Now there's affordable armor upgrades that make a difference. Now there's ammo that makes a difference. So if you do keep attachments in there as well, you're talking about a very valuable currency in your game that's truly going to make a difference and make a difference in terms of being a place you want to go and being a place you can head towards to take a fight when you, when you kind of want to get into it. If there really are just going to be a ton of people going there. Very much
1: so. Something that we were uh, theorizing early, early on before uh, Season 6 when replicators were introduced um, was what happened if you eliminated a player? could you get their crafting material? Yeah. That's something that I would love to see, honestly. The replicator has been invested in so much season over season over season. I don't think the common player is fully utilizing its capabilities. And now more than ever, this is going to make a significant impact on your game.
0: Yeah. No question. Let's talk some hop-up stuff. Shatter caps are going to change in Season 12. Instead of being a toggle... Putting this hop up on the 3030 or bow check will now cause the precision, those precision weapons to change to the shotgun like spread to get the shatter caps effect when firing from the hip and then returning to precision fire when aiming down sight. I really like this change. I know people aren't like, some people might get frustrated, like, I don't have control, but the concept of like, Needing to plan when you're going in close range versus being at longer range was something that was really a drawback for emphasizing, you know, the shatter caps. And truly, and over the last season, I wasn't using them a ton. But this is something that'll naturally just happen. And I can't imagine a ton of situations where you're close range hip firing with a thirty thirty or a bow and wishing you had precision rounds instead of shatter cap rounds.
1: Yeah, I. I'm on the fence on this one. I do think it's cool. I don't think the Shatter Caps are being used widely on the bow whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I think that people do like them on the 3030 a lot. But the reason I'm on the fence is I think the 3030 has such strong hip fire. And mm-hmm. I like the idea of having a slug instead of having pellets in some situations. Not having that control anymore if you have the hop-up is kind of a downside, but for mm-hmm. me, it's probably just going to come down to not using the hop up yeah. um, and not picking it up. But for those that do like the shatter caps, this is a huge buff yeah. to the 30, 30, like the ability to, in a medium range engagement, be using it as a marksman. And then instantly as they get close, or you want to thirst to kill, you can instantly do that. in mm-hmm. a shotgun like style spread really, really cool change for a, Specific player, but honestly, mm-hmm. I don't think that player is super rare. I think yeah. a lot of people will enjoy this, but you know how I feel about the Shadow Caps <laughs> and the Dead Eyes tempo. <laughs> I yeah, think it's phased yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I think this is cool. Love hop up tweaks like this.
0: Yeah. This is, this is some cool stuff. We also got a new hop up, Kinetic Feeder. So this hop up is going to go on the PK or the Triple Take. And when attached, the Kinetic Feeder activates while you're sliding and then takes ammo from your inventory and loads it into your chamber. So essentially it's a reload while sliding. What a weird one. Very curious if this is going to be like a, Hey, I'm on a flat surface and I slide like I'm running away from people like in between buildings. Will I reload a bullet with like one slide or is this just like only a downhill longer slides kind of reload yeah. type thing?
1: It's a weird, weird hop up. Um,
0: I'll tell you, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to get incredibly excited seeing a Kinetic Feeder right now.
1: No, but. It's, it's a weird one. I'm really scared for what hop-up we're going to lose, honestly, mm-hmm. because we didn't lose a hop-up last season, yeah. but we gained a gold one, which it has been a long, long time since that's happened. I think season four was mm-hmm. the last time that happened. But I could mm-hmm. be wrong because I believe we lost the piercer there for a moment.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 The yeah. Anvil. So mm-hmm. I don't know
1: if this has ever happened season to season, but I'm curious to what we'll lose with this. Um, you know, the Peacekeepers really had a major comeback this season, I feel. Mm-hmm. And going on away from Stormpoint and back to something like Olympus, it could be in a pretty strong state. But you're right. The rate of which this automatically reloads is really, really important. Um, I love this. I probably would have liked to see it on all shotguns instead of the triple take because Mm -hmm. the triple take has a gold magazine option. I feel like the shotguns need something that uh, rivals that strength. But
0: it's a weird one. It is a weird one. Really interested to monitor it. But maybe the more exciting hop-up is the return of another one. So, yeah, we definitely got to be losing something I think you and I are both hoping it's Dead Eye's Tempo, but we're getting the return of Hammer Point Rounds, not just to the P-2020 and the Mozam, but also the RE-45. Henry, remind our listeners what the Hammer Point Rounds do if they are new to Apex and they weren't around at the OG introduction.
1: So, Hammer Point Rounds are the opposite of Disruptor Rounds. So, they do additional damage to body health without armor. Mm -hmm. really really interesting you know in the past used on these single fire secondary pistols Mozambique P2020 as the finisher weapon a lot of people had you know the dream of the combination of the RE45 or the alternator with disruptor to knock off shields really quickly and then swap to the hammer point to get a really nice clean Mm -hmm. uh, shots to kill not necessarily an ultra fast time to kill but A really easy, efficient way Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. knock enemies. Um, The fact that this is being expanded to the RE-45 is incredibly fascinating. I believe we're going to see nerfs to all three of these weapons because of it. And so Mm -hmm. I'm kind of holding my breath waiting on that because the Mozambique is in its most powerful state yet. I think people love it. The p 2020 in my eyes is incredibly slept on, specifically in arenas. Mm -hmm. And the RE-45 is a really beloved weapon that... Has a lot of usability metrics like fast reload time, quick handling, um, recoil, solid recoil. Mm-hmm. But the time to kill, the accuracy requirement, is actually quite difficult. So, what would a nerf really do mm-hmm. to all three of these weapons? I think is a big, big if. But the return of the hammer point is something that has been long awaited.
0: Yeah I mean, I, I think one of the developers in one of the media pieces writing about the RE45 said something along the lines of, like, it, it's this ton, it's this turn, it's this gun's turn to shine, essentially. like so maybe we maybe we don't get a ton of buffs and we just get a really strong weapon right about now, essentially, which would be quite interesting. But I think another interesting thing for these three guns is, hey, arenas. These are three early weapons that people love and potentially increasing the viability of them, not just as early round full buys of P2020s, Mozams, or RE45s, but late game, keeping them as consistent secondaries and spending more money on that, So then, or spending less money on your secondary, so you're buying more abilities, you're buying more nades, you're buying more bats. That'll be an interesting thing to look at from a pricing standpoint when we get the full patch note breakdown
1: big impact on
0: arenas and control yeah yeah for sure before we get into the rest of the episode though here's a quick word from our sponsors welcome back we got some control patch notes that were released now that we're uh, gonna go over i'm gonna read through some stuff and then i think we can talk about things holistically essentially so we pulled the highlights from those patch notes uh here's kind of the summary of the game which i thought was kind of interesting so presented by Silva Pharmaceuticals under the stewardship of Duardo Silva controls a new way to play the Apex games and ours our first big team mode in Apex Legends. Kind of a nice overarching description of the game. And truly going through the patch notes, a lot of what we talked about last week kind of came to fruition. We also got a lot wrong because we got a little crazy <laughs> on some ideas, but we're getting Winter Express style loadouts. You're only going to be able to queue in a group of three. There can be copycat legends between those three teams. The maps seem to echo Call of Duty domination style, where they're more like three in a row, and you're progressing towards the other people. And then here's some of the other highlights from the patch notes. While choosing your spawn, you can also change legends or loadouts to switch up your playstyle mid-game. Owning a zone earns you points every second. And the more zones you own, the more points you earn every second, the first team to reach the score limit of 1250 wins. Interesting note there, because there isn't a mention of a time limit on the game, just a score limit. Timed events will shake up where the action is mid game capture bonuses. will place a one time point award on a selected zone and then a countdown timer will start and the team that owns the zone when the timer hits zero will earn a large amount of points. Really interesting concept there. You got airdrops coming into the game, opportunity to grab really powerful crate weapons. And then by default, players can also always will be able to spawn on their home base. But if you own a zone close to your home base, so in line with it, you'll be able to spawn there as it becomes your forward operating base. And then once a team successfully controls all three zones at once, the match goes into what's called a lockout lockout starts a timer, and the controlling team can hold the lockout until the timer reaches zero, they immediately will win the game if they do that, almost like a, like a 7-0 skunk in basketball or something. Before we talk about the rating system as well, let's talk about those notes, some highlights, really interesting mechanics that we didn't really talk about or theorize come into the game in ways, shapes, or form. What stands out to you?
1: Um, what stands out to me is the pace of the game. Mm-hmm. I really think this is going to be very fast. There's no mention of a halftime switch of spawns, yeah, yeah. which Quick honestly response. shocked me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the fact that you can spawn on those forward points as you catch them or capture them uh, makes a lot of sense. I think that I really love the fact that there's going to be supply drops uh, in this mode. It's very native to Apex. I think that's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of fun. Um but overall, this is a faster game mode than I think we believed. Um, it, it has to be said that it's weird that you can't squad up with a full team in this mode. Mm-hmm. I think that is odd. I think that limits the game in terms of how competitive it can be. For sure. Uh, but it is fun. But I think that that decision, even though nine is a quite large number, it limits the competitive viability of a mode like this down the road, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a bit of a shame. But
0: it, it does limit the mode, but it also I mean, it could change later on, if it's a beloved mode as well. So there's always that option, but I definitely see what you're saying as well, from what we at least know in the upfront kind of presentation of it for sure.:
1: And, and the one side is that it's limiting, but on the other end, it allows you to have duplicates or triplicates of one legend. Yeah. That's kind of cool. And I think that having the same thing that we had last, uh, winter express with being able to just change your loadout and weapon on the fly is really, really cool. The only question that is still burning in my mind is how quickly are the respawns and how do they really work? Mm-hmm. I'm just still curious. I think I just need to get my hands on it, uh, and play it. But Overall, I think this is going to be fast and fun, which I think is exactly what Apex needs to do with all their modes going forward.
0: Yeah, and I think that's exactly what they're going for. Like It was mm-hmm. emphasized, keep it fun, keep it fresh. Like yep. that That's what this is going for. This is not going to be that serious vibe of a BR where your life is drastically important. You'll be able to get back in the fight. It'll be a great learning experience as well for people to get their gunplay down. I think it's going to be really fun. I'm truly excited, and I think the... Timed events, shaking up like that, location objective mid-game is a really cool addition as well. Talking about the new rating system that's being added as well is really cool. So as you play, control, and perform actions that help your team, so capturing zones, killing enemies, assisting teammates, you grow your own personal rating. Ratings are broken up into tiers. You got a blue, purple, and gold tier. Each tier is progressively harder to earn, but grants you more powerful weapons. And then every time you gain a tier, you'll also earn your ultimate to make use of your legend's abilities in a powerful way. When you die, your rating will reset, and then you'll have to earn that rating back in your next life. And this is in place of the kill leader. So the player with the highest rating will be, or the player with the highest rating will be the ratings leader. The player who is truly doing the most, not the kill leader, but whoever is doing the most. So rewarding your objective based players out there. This is a fascinating system because I'm really curious to see how this works in game. Your guns essentially are going to get upgraded as you fight, like kill streaky in a way, as something we kind of talked about. You earn your abilities, they're not on a timer potentially. Really, really interesting balance. What do you think about the rating system?
1: Blows my mind. <laughs> I think that the downfall of arenas as a fun quick casual game was the buy system being too convoluted this is a very complicated reward system I think that it is but the fact that it's going to happen passively and you don't need to make decisions based off it I think is really really cool I think the idea of charging your ultimate with a point system Mm -hmm. is a really cool idea that the scariest part of control is area of effect Abilities being just bombarded on objectives constantly. Yeah. I think this will take that out yep. of a possibility, which I think is a wonderful solution. The biggest thing here is the rewards in terms of the weapons. I don't know what that really looks like. It could be upgrading your weapons on the fly so that mm-hmm. you don't have to respawn, or if you go off and you get a, a five kill streak, then you're at purple uh, tier, you then go back for the respawn, you're able to get. Better weapons with better attachments. Mm-hmm. I don't really know which one it is. What do you think?
0: Uh, I, that it's the whole like when you die, you lose your upgrade thing. That's what's confusing. So I'm wondering if it's going to be like you choose your loadout and then as you do things, like your mag size goes up or like your attachment well, levels exactly increase. That's what you're we
1: talking about. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, predicted yeah. that. I yeah. did not think that was going to happen, but that was a dream.
0: Yeah, like, that was I think an actual dream. i an
1: evolving loadout as a kill streak be wonderful like we Mm -hmm. talked about that during our live event i think we talked about an episode or two it's a really cool idea i would love to see that and we just might
0: yeah could be crazy i'm so excited for control though now and really excited to dive into it olympus patch notes let's get through some of these map changes we'll talk about them briefly guys because we haven't played on them so we can't really give you full thoughts um so the note from the developer was that following the design goals they implemented for Rolls Edge, uh, Second, the second map update back in Season 6, they wanted to introduce some significant changes to Olympus while also improving some of the pain points that we've experienced and heard from the community. Those pain points were expanding the map, so spreading squads out so the map center area, labs, and estates isn't the only go-to combat zone each game and reducing the frequency of spontaneous third parties Pain point two, better rotational options to help players get around and out of dangerous choke points. And pain point three, new interactive map toys and play spaces to help attract players into new areas, creating fresh new experiences for Olympus. So lots of quality of life stuff that they tried to do to address those things, but we also got some new POIs. We got a phase driver, which is located in the newly expanded south side of the map. This new POI is large, but its circular flow and open environment around the center device creates various combat situations, so it's not too hard to get into interesting fights after dropping. So, at this POI, players can interact with the phase driver. When activated, three loot rollers will phase in. At least one gold-tiered ball is guaranteed each activation, and there's a 45-second cooldown before it's able to be activated again. Each activation will make a loud noise that can be heard by players in the surrounding area. But man, to me, that sounds like good loot at a really nice new POI. Yep. What, what do you think about Phase Driver and some of the changes there?
1: <laughs> I love this stuff. I love guaranteed, you know, loot. strong loot. Um, it doesn't seem as powerful as Caustic Treatment or mm-hmm. Big Mod, but. Still cool. Not everything be can be. Not everything
0: can I'll be. I'll be there. Yeah. I, this, I love the circular kind of combat areas as well. Really kind of cool for the BR style and just dropping in. There's going to be some interesting fights. We also got Terminal added. So Terminal is a large interior POI that access the new central routing area for the map. So with five entry points and exterior elevated platforms, Terminal's presence and effect on the surrounding area will change the way players flow and engage in open areas around Labs and Bonsai Plaza. So Terminal replaces that lower exposed choke that went under the phase runner connecting Labs to Bonsai. And this seems like a big POI, but there's not a ton of pictures, and I'm excited to see how this goes because when they start talking about interior POIs, that are built for housing multiple teams, that's interesting to me. Um, And I'm really excited to dive into this one.
1: Yeah, I think this is the one big question mark and interesting change to Olympus just because of its location. I think that you're right near the center of the map, you're outside Bonsai, which is high tier loot, And like you said, it seems large. Like Mm -hmm. They're really maximizing the space here.
0: Yeah, and I'm excited to see where everything really is and I want to see a mini-map because we have this thing called shifted grounds coming. So to make room for the new phase driver and its components Olympus needed to expand. So being a modular connectable floating entity Olympus connected an entirely new terrain zone on its south side. Because phase driver needed to be connected to the phase runner existing areas like solar's array Icarus and bonsai platforms were all pushed out away from the center of Olympus to fit this new chunk of land. This is kind of crazy. We're getting POIs moved, but not changed. And the fact that they can do that was one of the advantages we talked about with Olympus when it was first introduced. The advantage to everything being man-made and modular in the way it was created is that you can really play around with it based off of the data that they have. So I hope this is an interesting one and you know pays off for them in the long run. Totally. I, I
1: have to agree. I think that these are really nice changes from the sound of them to Olympus. To me, I'm a little bit skeptical if this is really going to change the feeling of Olympus. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's going to feel like this huge map they're saying it's drastically expanded and that it's a much larger version. It's hard to say that when we just got Stormpoint, which is huge, um and Olympus is already the smallest map. Um but I think that quality of life-wise, we're gonna see great improvements across the entire map, and these new POIs seem really, really fun and in cool locations. So I think it's positive. I just don't want anybody to get their hopes too, too high mm-hmm. because hey, at least they are have eyes, to get
0: their hopes high. It's already the favorite yeah. map, according to people. So yeah,
1: I just I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's a tough map with a lot of chokes mm-hmm. i don't know it's yeah. hard to secure positioning on this map like we say
0: yeah it's a weird one let's talk about the two trailers we got last week to kind of wrap up this show today uh and starting with the launch trailer what were your purse like what were your thoughts on this launch trailer having it come into the game like we talked about it briefly last week Resurfs again we kind of get to see more of maggie where are you standing with this one
1: I love it. I think we're going to go more into the lore next episode on Mm -hmm. Saturday. Um, But a really fun, great launch trailer. I think it definitely got me excited for the season. So, mission accomplished.
0: Yeah, um, we're going to talk all Maggie, everything on Saturday. It's going to be sweet. The gameplay trailer, though. So, this was the second longest gameplay trailer following the Season 9 gameplay trailer. And that was the one that revealed Arenas. Incredibly, like, Cool, full, tons of content. We're learning about one. This is my favorite highlight. And so I'll I'll just I'll lead with this. We got prestige skins and finishers coming to Apex Legends. So gameplay is the here's the word. Gameplay is required to unlock tier two or higher versions of the finishers for prestige skins. So essentially what we're hearing, and we got the leaks of it a long time ago of evolving skins is as you get kills potentially. Maybe, maybe in the same vein as Control, as you do objectives, your skin is going to evolve. But not just the skin, the finisher as well. Which, that's sweet, because we saw that uh, Bloodhound finisher at the end there. Oh my goodness, that thing was crazy. All I just need to know is how much this thing's going to cost before I uh, <laughs> get too excited about it.
1: <laughs> it. It looks really, really cool. I'm so curious about how this is unlockable, because... For a long, long time, I'm thinking at least three seasons now, we've heard rumors about, oh, we're going to change the level cap for Apex from 500. Is this that? Does Mm -hmm. this mean if you're level 500, you can prestige, you get rewarded this skin, and you start back at level one, but now you can attach this skin for one legend or multiple legends? I don't really know how that works. Or is it more... A single legend. You can prestige Mm -hmm. a single legend. It's really, really interesting to me. In other shooters, things are more tied to weapons. um, But like we've said before, we already have the evolving skins. So what do you do on that front? We've spitballed around some ideas before, but I think this is an interesting introduction. I love the idea. I can't wait to see how it's going to be implemented.
0: Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see for sure. All we saw was Bloodhound, though, so maybe it really only is one, and that'll be really interesting. Uh, With this gameplay trailer, though, we did get some information on the two control maps that we'll be getting and that we saw. So we got Hammond Labs on Olympus and Barometer on Tropic with extra cover and updated traversal options added in these modes to support dense firefights, which I think is cool that we are getting those maps Repurposed for a new mode, but we are getting additions on top of that, which, you know, stuff like new zip lines, skydive launchers, even tridents as well. Like stuff's being added everywhere. What do you think going to be your favorite early on? How about that? Do you think you're going to pick one over the other?
1: It's <laughs> really tough. I mean, I love the verticality in Barometer, mm-hmm. I think that's a lot, a lot of fun. Um, but him and Labs, I think, is probably going to be the fan favorite. Early mm-hmm. on, um, just because the large indoor outdoor space with rooftops, I think it's going to be a really compelling place to fight. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm kind of on the fence. I'll kind of lean towards Barometer as mm-hmm. the more unique pick, uh, and try to give Stormpoint for some love.
0: Yeah, I mean, outside of that though, it was great. Gameplay trailer was really cool. Seeing all the stuff we kind of talked about today. Any other highlights though, that we missed that you uh, really want to talk about from the gameplay trailer?
1: Honestly, Shay, it looks really great. You mm-hmm. know, it, it's interesting that we're now breaking a long, long streak of new weapons mm-hmm. into the game. I honestly feel relieved by that, <laughs> but I'm excited to take more of a look at Mad Maggie. Mm-hmm. And I think these map changes and control really have
0: me hyped for the season. Yeah. Yeah. Last piece of news for the day, though. World's Edge will not be an unranked map rotation in season 12. Olympus, Stormpoint, and Kings Canyon will be in rotation in regular pubs. Not the four you dreamed of, but we're getting three. What do you think? Are you nervous that we're taking away World's Edge, which is a really popular one that people really do love?
1: Yeah, I think the wording here is so interesting. You yeah, know, it's my yeah. dream to have all four maps in public rotation. The fact that we had two last season... We really made that. me feel uncomfortable. I didn't like it at all. Um, I just didn't really see the reason for it. The fact that we're going up to 3, I'll take as an improvement. But the wordage here, saying that World's Edge will not be an unranked map, mm-hmm. pretty much implies that it will be a ranked map. I can only hope, but that'd be pretty cool to have mm-hmm. split 1 Olympus, split 2 World's Edge. I don't think a lot of people will be complaining about that.
0: Yeah, uh, it'd be interesting to go away from Stormpoint ranked like this early already, but... Yeah, I'm excited. And I'm just, I'm really glad that Kings Canyon is not kind of thrown to the dirt either. Like, we are going to be able to play Kings, and I'm really looking forward to that. But that's going to wrap up the show today. We got a ton of stuff still to cover on Saturday. We're going to be talking all things Maggie, answering five star questions. Guys, the season release schedule is crazy. We got so many questions in the Discord that we truly do want to get to. And trust me, when things settle down with the season release and all the new content, we're going to nail the Discord and answer a ton of questions in there. So do feel free to keep asking away. But we'll see you on Saturday. Talk all things Maggie. Thank you to our producer, The Third Party 10, as well as our dropship captain, Luke. Support us over on Patreon. Subscribe and Apple Pods. Drop a follow on Spotify and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thanks so much for listening to The Third Party Podcast. Catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom. Whole squad down. Today, maybe tomorrow.